This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Royal Blue Podcast on Transfer Deadline Day with me, Kai Delaney, and our Everton reporter, Adam Jones. Uh, first of all, just a little apology. You're going to have to put up with me today. Obviously, we've got all, uh, all hands on the pump at the moment with lots going on at Finch Farm, so I'm stepping in with uh, a little transfer roundup for you with with Adam. So, um, I mean, Adam, quickly, what's, what's the uh, what's the scene like in the office there? <laughs> uh, a bit hectic, to be honest. Um, I, I suppose we were we were expecting Everton to be quite busy today, but not quite sure we expected quite the. Uh, like the deals that we're going to talk about in a little bit. No, and a, uh, a manager announcement on deadline day. Always helpful as well, of course. So, <laughs> I mean, let, let's, let's start with that, obviously, the big news of the day. Lampard officially announced finally by Everton. Now, what's your initial reaction to that? Well, I mean, it was, a, it was a long time coming, really, wasn't it? Obviously, we carried the report yesterday that Lampard has finally agreed a two-and-a-half-year deal to become the next Everton manager. That was after... You know, Friday evening, it seemed to be that, uh, that he had emerged out of those you know, three candidates that we were expecting him, Vittel Pereira and Duncan Ferguson. Lampard emerged as the favourite, well, as far back as, as far back as Friday's talks between, between the trio. So it might have been a long time coming. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of talk on social media throughout the morning with many Evertonians trying to guess when the official announcement would come. Half one was when it eventually came and, you know, it came along with a really decent interview, I thought, from Frank Lampard, who spoke really well. I think he addressed the fans really well throughout the interview as well, which was, which is really, really key, isn't it? You know, he was talking about that sort of desire on the pitch that the players, you know, need to have. I think he said as a baseline rather than rather than anything else. That's the kind of thing he's going to be expecting from them. I thought he talked really well about bringing academy players through as well. Perhaps something that we expected him to say, but obviously he's got the experience of coming through. Uh, an academy such as you know West Ham's when he came through, so it's going to be really interesting to see how he works with those players as well. And you know, as it seems, you know, we've later seen images of him on the Finch Farm training pitch for the first time as well. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how his managerial tenure goes. Obviously, you know, he's going to be judged instantly on the kind of results that he can produce on the pitch. Uh, you know, if trying to reverse this pretty awful run of form that Everton have been in. Uh, obviously, he's worked quite hard on transfer deadline day to get a couple of players in that might help him in that regard, of course. So, uh, yeah, it's just going to be really interesting to see. I think that there's a there's a great deal of excitement around Frank Lampard, I would say. And, you know, that the interview, as I said before, you know, quotes from Farhad Mashidi and Bill Kenwright as well. That goes that goes a long way to, uh, to improving that, I would say, as well. Yeah, well, uh, Frank Lampard is... Obviously, I've uh, been appointed this afternoon. We will have more on that tomorrow. There's going to be a full Royal Blue podcast with more reaction to the Lampard appointment and all the uh, events of this evening. Uh, so that will come tomorrow. But, I mean, he's been, he's been very busy straight into the action today. And going back to even yesterday, reports were coming out of Bonnie Van Der Beek and we understand um, medical uh, has happened this afternoon. What's the, the latest there? Yeah, Donnie Van Der Beek has... Had his, had his medical, he was pictured arriving at Finch Farm earlier this morning as well, so you'd expect that he's just going through the usual sort of 
media shenanigans that a lot of players have to go through, you know, the sort of photo shoots and all that. Well, Frank Lampard had to go through as well, of course, when he arrived at Finch Farm earlier today. So, yeah, you imagine that he's just going through uh, the, the fine minutiae of that, to be honest. And, you know, we're expecting the later on today. I'm not sure, not sure what time as of yet, but we are expecting later on today that Donny van der Beek will be confirmed as an Everton player on loan from Manchester United until the end of the season. And I think, again, that just strikes me as, as pretty sound business from Everton. Obviously, central midfield is an area that a lot of people think that you know Everton have needed improvements in for a, for a little while now, to be honest, especially with the injuries that Everton keep getting in central midfield with Ducore and Fabian Delft being the latest pair to be on the treatment table in that sense. You know, somebody like Donny van der Beek uh, has a fantastic run of form when he was at Ajax. Uh, hasn't really been able to hit the ground running at Manchester United, but I think it's been a little bit unfortunate his time at Manchester United rather than anything else. And to me, you know, well, especially with Frank Lampard now at the helm, you know, he's, he was a phenomenal Premier League midfielder, wasn't he? So if anybody's going to be able to get the best out of somebody like Donny van der Beek, you would imagine that it would be somebody like Frank Lampard and you know it's 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 an option that certainly bolsters Everton's uh, choices in that in that area of the pitch and you know we've as, as we're going to talk about in a, in a minute as well if it, it's it's something of a midfield overhaul it seems for the uh, for Everton's midfield on late on deadline day. Absolutely I mean there's a comment on screen there from Thomas Nolan, uh, Donny van der Beek and, and Deli Ali play potentially. So we know Frank Lampard was one of the, the great goal-scoring midfielders in Premier League history. We've seen what Deli Ali can do, some of his best seasons at Tottenham. He was up there in you know, 15, 20 goal kind of territory. Um, and strong reports thinking of the move to Everton this evening. What's the latest on Deli Ali's potential move? Well, we know that Everton are certainly pursuing a permanent transfer to Deli Ali, which is you know, something they kind of well, you wouldn't have expected that at this point yesterday, for example, would you? So, uh, yeah, it it it's kind of come out of nowhere, you'd have to say, and it's very interesting that it's a permanent deal as well. You you would have to suggest that's because of Everton using up their quota for domestic loans with Anwar El Ghazi already joining from Aston Villa a little bit earlier on in the window, and then being followed by, well, we expect to be Donny Van Der Beek a little bit later on today, so. Uh, it was necessary for Everton to chase sort of permanent deal. Uh, we're just waiting on confirmation on how this uh, sort of potential transfer is going to be structured. You know, we've seen you know, various reports about the kind of incentives that might be included in the deal to take it up to certain fees. Uh, some suggestions, I think, from uh, from the Telegraph that I saw that it would be an initial free transfer with then 10 million if he played 20 games and then. You know, more more incentives added on. Yeah, to that. an interesting point. Important. An interesting point on that one. Uh, they they only have 18 games left this season. Given, I mean, they can only play in 18 because it's cup side, of course. So, that any potential transfer fee there wouldn't even be played until early into next season. Well, that's a that's a very interesting point, isn't it? Because we're talking about you know a club in Everton who have got you know financial fair play right right up behind them, essentially. And uh, they need to be as clever as possible with these sorts of deals. So the fact that Everton have only got 18 games left in this season would probably mean that even if Deli Ali was to you know play play every game possible, he wouldn't even appear in next year's accounts. He'd be in 
the year afters accounts for their essentially delaying in being a part of financial fair play for 18 months i would suggest if i'm if i'm getting that right i think i am getting that right so yeah i think it would be a very cleverly structured deal it'd be interesting to see what kind of wages you would be on and you know what kind of incentives would potentially take the price up a little bit higher but when you've got such an incentivized deal you only pay a high price when the player plays well so if everton are to pay you know upwards of 20 30 million etc for Delhi Ali in the future then that means that they've had a fantastic player on their hands yeah. over the course of the last couple of seasons he's He's still only 25 years old. He's stuttered a little bit of spares over the last couple of seasons, of course, but that means he's arriving at Everton with something to prove, especially with the World Cup coming up at the end of this year. Surely he's going to be want to fight his way back into Gareth Southgate's squad if possible. As we've already mentioned with Van der Beek, the fact that he'll be able to work with Frank Lampard, who, you know, as you said before, phenomenal goal-scoring midfielder. Deli Ali has proven himself to be a goal-scoring midfielder in the Premier League as well real creative asset for Everton to have in that area of the pitch as well, which I think is something that Everton have been missing over the last couple of months. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see if Everton can get that deal over the line before before the deadline. And then, you know, it, it really does increase their their options in that part of the pitch because you've got at least Van der Beek, Decore, Ali, uh, Alain to try and fit into, fit into the side when they're all fit. So, yeah, it's going to be... It'll be really, really interesting to see how that works out. You just listed um, a handful of midfield options for Everton there, Adam. Just wanted to uh, run through a couple of names with you before I let you go. Uh, one of those, um, Idrissi Gay, obviously, former Everton man and currently playing at, at PSG. There's been links linking him with a potential return, possibly on loan. Is there any anything in that? Well, we've seen a lot of rumours about that over the over the course of the last 24 hours, haven't we? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much there is going to be in it, to be honest. I mean, Idris, the guy, is is a fairly regular starter for Paris Saint-Germain, as far as I can see. So um, I think it would be a very interesting sort of move for them to uh, allow him to leave on loan. Uh, obviously, I think Ever- Everton fans would welcome him back with open arms. He was, a, he was a phenomenal player for Everton. You know, somebody who just had an incredible engine on him. I think his, you know, att- attacking intelligence was... Uh, was really underrated, especially over the last, say, six months to a year of his spell at Everton as well. I think that really slid under the radar, but it's something that he's been able to develop over his time at PSG. Uh, and let's be honest, he's a, he's a player that Everton haven't been able to replace really since since he's left. John Philippe Cabanon was, of course, supposed to be uh, that player, but it just hasn't really worked out for him over his time at Everton. So, yeah, I do understand the this kind of furore that you know it would be. It would be a, a really good and interesting loan signing for uh, for Everton to to get, but I I would personally have my doubts about that before the deadline, to be honest. Sure, and just one more name, maybe a little bit more in this Phil Kirkbride with the piece at uh, lunchtime today. Uh, potential look at Luka Jovic uh, for Real Madrid, possibly on loan. Um, you said at the time, Phil, that obviously the priority was midfield, and that that is the case as we've seen with Donny van der Beek and Deli Alley, but do you think there could be a, a late plane arriving into uh, into Merseyside from, from Madrid this evening? It'd certainly be interesting, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, obviously, if we're, if we're talking about moves that have come out of nowhere, I think this, this kind of swoop of Lukijovic is, is, is certainly qualified for that. Uh, you know, Carlo Ancelotti 
is now the Real Madrid manager. Maybe maybe he owes Everton a little bit or something <laughs> after <laughs> after the way <laughs> after the way he left the club. Maybe he owes Everton something. Uh, it, it's not really worked out for Luka Jovic since he, he he moved to Real Madrid. He had a particularly really good spell at Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, but you know just hasn't really been able to hit the ground running over over at Real Madrid. Obviously, it's quite tough when you when you when you've got the pressure of playing for probably one of the biggest clubs in in Europe, I suppose. So it would just be a really interesting move for me because I I just wouldn't have thought that one of Everton's priority positions would have been a striker over over you know the last few hours of this deadline. I think I've seen a lot of people suggest to me that another centre back should be should be what Everton are prioritising or over the well, a defensive midfielder, just to just to add to the midfield overall, why not? But a <laughs> a defensive midfielder could be the uh, should really be the priority over the last few hours of the window. I mean, with Dominic Calvert, if we're expecting Everton to line up in a four-three-three with Frank Lampard, you would suggest that Dominic Calvert Lewin would be the lead striker. Yeah. I can't see Luka Jovic coming in and displacing Dominic Calvert Lewin, so it would be it would be an interesting player to have sat around on the bench. In, I mean, in which case, alone wouldn't make sense for for anyone, would it? Alone, alone would I? I think probably make sense. I mean, if if he's he's an you'd think he's an improvement on you know the the bench options that Everton would have with letting Ellis Sims go out to Hearts on loan. The the two obvious options that Everton would have on the bench there are Salomon Rondon and Cenk Tosin. You would maybe throw Lewis Dobbin in there, but I think he probably works best at a senior level right now. I think he probably works best on the wing than as a lead striker in a four three three. So perhaps I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw him into that category necessarily. So if you if you're looking at you know having your backup options as Rondon and Cenk Tosin, then you know if if you're gonna get Luka Jovic in on loan, I think that's certainly that's certainly an upgrade on that. But it would be interesting to see what that kind of deal would entail. Would it entail like an obligation to buy? I'm not sure how that would work out, etc. So yeah, it, it's probably one to keep an eye an eye on for the uh, for the rest of the window because as you said when. When Phil reported this earlier in the day, uh, midfield was the priority, and it does seem that Everton are working hard to get Donny Van der Beek and Deli Alley through the door first. So it'll be it'll be very interesting to see uh, see if we can get that one over the line as well. And that's it in terms of incomings. Then, just finally, can we expect anyone to be leaving Everton today, either permanently or maybe on loan? Well, kind of the rumours that we've been hearing come out of Everton is that there will be some sort of outgoing activity, but we've not really had confirmation on who that might be yet. Uh, it's inter- Well, for a start, it'd be interesting to see what kind of youngsters are allowed to leave the club on loan. There's been a couple of rumours surrounding Ryan Lashley over the last uh, few days, particularly uh, there was some rumours about Hearts, I think, at the end of last week. There were some rumours about Tranmere recently as well. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what the future holds for him. Really, really exciting young defender so hopefully he does get does get himself a decent loan move before the deadline's out but in terms of senior players uh, we learned earlier in the window that John Philippe Gabamin he would be allowed to leave on loan if the right offer comes through uh, seems that Everton would still be waiting for the right offer to come through with a uh, time running out on transfer deadline day so perhaps that would be one to keep an eye on uh, Cenk Tosin as well coming to the, towards the end of his uh, towards the end of his deal he's had a lot of rumours linking in with a couple of clubs over the last couple of weeks. But again, it doesn't really seem like the right offer is going to come through for him. Uh, 
John Joe Kenny's reaching the end of his contract at the end of the summer as well, and with Nathan Patterson having come in as well, Seamus Coleman being the club captain, it'll be interesting to see here whether an, an offer comes in for him over the last couple of hours of, of the transfer window, as I say. But as I say, yeah, it's it, we've not really heard anything concrete on on these sort of outgoings as it stands. But you know, we're still as as family on now quarter to six as as we're recording this. So yeah, there's still there's still hours to go yet. And as we know, on deadline day, things can move quickly. Exactly, we have uh, six. So yeah, just over five hours remaining until the window slammed shut, as the old saying goes. Uh, do stay with us here on Liverpool Echo, across Facebook, our social, and of course the website. Um, Adam, thank you a lot for your time. I appreciate you've uh, had to slip away. You've been very busy. I'll let you get straight back to it. And um, yeah, do stay with us for any more development. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.